Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Hi, everyone. Hey, it's good to be with you tonight, wherever you're gathering. Great to come into the room where you are and uh, right across our region in Bendy, in Gaira, in Ganada, in Armidale, here in Tamworth. As the guy said, people tuning in also um, from the Gold Coast, the guys that are gathering uh, on the mid-north coast as part of us as well, and even um, as far up as Cairns today. So welcome to everybody wherever you are. It's good to have you in the room. Uh, Looking forward to these next few minutes together. We're going to talk from the Bible uh, on this subject of unshakable, how to live unshakable when everything around us feels like at least it is being shaken. And then after that, we're going to um, go straight to a conversation around the topic where you can text in your questions and we'll look to answer those in the time we have together. So let me pray. And then why don't you pray with me? Why don't you close your eyes where you are just to focus? We're going to pray to God. I believe he's going to take the words that I'm about to speak and somehow use them to uh, do something good in your life. So why don't we pray together? And then after that, we're going to look at the, the scriptures or the Bible. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for every person uh, gathered tonight, God, in every room across our region and Lord, way beyond it. Lord, I just pray. I know that even though I'm here, you are able to reach there. And so we pray for a good work to go on in every single person's life. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and encourage and lift, strengthen, cause fear to Lord, um, depart and all kinds of things to go on in these moments together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about it. Unshakable. How do you live unshakable when it seems like everything is being shaken? I can't remember a time quite like it. It's completely normal, you know, to feel shaken. That's okay. It's, it's a normal thing to feel shaken right now. Um, but there's a difference between feeling that and actually being shaken in a way that, you know, really changes us uh, in a way that's unhelpful. If we don't feel shaken, I'd suggest actually that maybe something, we need to ask different questions because there's a whole lot going on. People's confidence is being shaken. People's lives are being shaken. People's security is being shaken. Their retirement, all those kinds of things are being shaken. People's expectation, people's current realities are being shaken. And we know, we know that even beyond that, that, that health and life is being shaken. We know that communities are being shaken. We know that the financial, um, uh, the financial, what's the word I'm looking for? The global financial markets are being shaken. Even nations are being shaken. Everything, it seems, is being shaken right now. And yet Jesus comes along into that scenario and says, hey, I want you to know this. Though everything around you is being shaken, you can live unshakable. That's his word to me. That's his encouragement to you, is that while everything's being shaken, you and I can live unshakable. Um, As you well know, these are unprecedented times. And now we're about to head into uncharted waters. We're probably closer to the beginning of what's going on than we are to the end. But in the midst of that, you can, by the end of tonight, if you're not already, set your life up in a way that you would live unshakable no matter what goes on around you. Actually, no matter what goes on in our lives, that we could live unshakable in the midst of that. That's Jesus' promise to you and his promise to me. And Jesus, when he says this, you know, what we're about to read... He's talking a big talk. 
He, he's the one saying that you can live, I can live unshakable. And if you're going to make a big statement like that, you want to be able to back it up. And for 2,000 years, the God whom I know and serve has been backing up his words and backing up his promise with his actions to see people live unshakable in their lives. So listen to this, because Jesus is emphatic. He says, you can live unshakable. And then not only does he set the bar high, he then goes on to raise the stakes. And he says this, he says, apart from him, and apart from what he's about to tell us, nobody, not anybody, can stand unshakable. In fact, everybody who doesn't do the thing he's about to talk to us about through Scripture, he says, everybody who doesn't live this way will be shaken to the core and ultimately their lives will crumble. But that shouldn't raise fear in us. Actually, why he highlights is it highlights it is so that we will respond with his unshakable principles that we're about to see because that's what he wants for your life. How do we live unshakable when everything is being shaken? Let's go to the Bible. Matthew chapter 7 and verses 24 to 27. We're going to read. These are the words of Jesus. Listen to what he says. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everybody. He doesn't leave anybody out. Everybody who builds this way, he says, is going to be unshakable. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And then he goes on and he highlights the second group. There are only two. He says, but everyone, so everybody else, he says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish person. Like a foolish person. Like the kind of person that would go for the Parramatta Reels. Like the kind of person that would follow Queensland in the state of origin. He calls them a foolish person. He says that kind of person is who we're talking about here. I love it that you have no means of response. Actually, you do. Don't use that right now. He says, but that foolish person is like someone who builds their house on sand. He says, the rain came, the, steam, uh, the streams rose, the winds blew against that house, and its crash was great. Or it came down with a great crash. The Bible comes along, Jesus is talking to us, and he says, hey, there, there are those people who build different ways, and he, and he talks about this idea of what is unshakable. Let me read it to you in Matthew chapter 7 from the Message Bible. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. I like that. They're not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. They're words to build a life on. Actually, they're the words that eternity actually hinges on. If, you're, if you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. And then it goes on and it talks some more. So let me sum up what Jesus is saying here. It's pretty simple. When everything is shaken, you and I can live unshakable. I want to break it down for us tonight. When everything is shaken, when we, we might feel the tremors, but we're not moved by the tremors. We might feel the, the spray of the storm. We might even feel the wind endeavoring to push us around, but we're not moved by it ultimately. We're unshaken. 
And this is the difference that God makes. This is the promise that God makes to you and I. And, and as we go to the promise and as we go to what we build upon, there's, there's a few things I think we need to acknowledge right at the start. Here, here they are. Number one, here's the first thing I think we need to acknowledge for us to go where Jesus is about to take us. Number one is left to ourselves, we are more vulnerable than we know. And God helping us, we are more able than we think. Left, left to ourselves, I think if anything, this crisis has revealed very quickly. And like I said, we're, we, we may be just in the early days, but if it's revealed anything, it's just how vulnerable we really are. It's just how exposed we really are. I'm a white guy. I'm inside. I've still got sun cream on today, even though I'm inside a building. If I go out in the sun without sun cream, I am vulnerable. Now, I know I'm vulnerable. Some of you, because of your different complexions, you don't realize how vulnerable you are. You didn't get blessed with white skin like I did. We are vulnerable, and, and what the current crisis does is it exposes our vulnerability, and, and we are, but the other side of it is true. With, with God's help, we are more able than we realize. We are more able than we grasp. When God gets an invite into our life, and when we set up God's way with our life, we become the unshakable. We become the unstoppable. Something goes on in us that really transforms the way we can live in the midst of anything going on. That's the promise Jesus makes to you and he makes to me. And that's the first thing just to acknowledge. The second thing is this. Our own business as usual will likely crumble in, in the crisis if it, if it gets big enough. I mean, you might be doing perfectly well right now, but if the crisis was to get big enough, if it was to go deep enough, if it was to run long enough, I'd suggest to you that like me, that business as usual um, is not going to get it done. We will crumble in the end in the crisis. Number three, we don't have all the answers and can't control this. I don't know about you, I like to be in control. But I can't control what's going on right now. I can't control the crisis. Uh, and, and I don't have all the answers. And the reality is that that is not a bad place to be. It's a, it's a place that causes us to do what God is always trying to do, and that is that to get us to look to Him. And if I can acknowledge those things, I'm ready to build. So back to Jesus. Um, when everything and everyone is shaken, you can live unshakable. Jesus, his claim here is emphatic. Jesus' invitation is simple. The promise to us is that in all circumstances, that in all conditions, against every backdrop possible, uh, you know, the backdrop of climate change, a drought or fire or corona, Jesus has promised that you and I can stand unshakable. Um, and then the invitation to live unshakable is to all humanity. It's to everybody who's ever lived. It's to everybody living and breathing right now. It's independent of status or story. Uh, it's independent of the salary. It's independent even of our current lifestyle. The invitation is to everybody. It's to every nation. It's to every tribe. It's to every tongue. It's to everybody, all of us. It's to me and it's to you. And Jesus makes it to you tonight, the invitation to live unshakable. So here are some thoughts. Number one, the unshakable, what they build on. Number one, the unshakable build on. Number one, an unshakable platform, which is what we see here in this passage. The word of God, the words of Jesus. Jesus speaking specifically to the things that he's just said in the previous chapters of our Bible. But actually the bigger picture is true. The bigger picture is true that he who or she who builds on God's word becomes the unshakable in every season. He says there, these words are foundational words. They're words to build a life on. He says they're the words of the wise. The wise, I like that. He who builds on Jesus' words, are the, that person is the wise. And so how are we going to build? 
in this season when everything is shaken. Oh, maybe you've never built God's way in your life. Well, t- today would be the perfect time to start. It's going to take some conviction. It's going to take a deep conviction that, hey, I'm just going God's way from here on. In all of my imperfection, whatever I don't know about God, I'm going God's way from here on. I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to work the rest out. It's going to take a conviction around that. It's going to take some high trust in God's word. It is. Those of you who are seasoned, been around a while, maybe you got into a comfortable space around where you're trusting God and where you're just you know, holding on to it yourself. I, I tell you, this season we're in now is a time to t- highly trust in God, to take next steps, to step it up a few levels and go, I'm just going to trust God in every area of my life. I love what Trish said before, you know, in this area of our life where we would be most at risk to try and take control back. We as a family have determined that we're going to leave control with God. What a wise move that is. Why would you take back and build on the sand when you can let go and give to God and build on the rock? And so uh, it's going to take high trust. In the middle of this crisis, it's going to take living in the gap well. You know, life isn't what it was. Life isn't what it will be. We don't know what's unfolding. We don't know what's coming yet uh, next. And it's going to take some, you know, just living in the gap, trusting God through it all. It's going to take standing firm. It's going to be moments to hold our nerve as believers. And there's going to be times to step out in faith. And I love all of that. Times to just stand firm on the Word of God. Times to step out on the Word of God. Times to hold our nerve in the Word of God. It's such a, it's such a challenging thing, but such a great place to be. Um, and living out this moment by moment, probably here's a scripture, here's a Bible proverb that really it's a perfect time to embrace fully in our lives it says this proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and it says lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him or acknowledge him and he will make your path straight i love this promise trust in the lord with all your heart everything i'm, I'm just all in with you god and don't lean on your understand, own understanding. Now, it doesn't mean to be foolish and unwise. It's not saying don't lean on your understanding and go out and tap a few people and hug a few people and, you know, get the virus. What, what it's saying is, hey, where my line of thought and God's way of thinking, where they're not aligned, back God in. Trust God all the way. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all our ways, submit to Him. In all of our ways, submit to Him. And He will do this, the Bible says. He will make straight paths for your feet he'll he'll make the way clear before us god has a an ability and a way of making the way right for us when we put our trust in him god's got this uh, god has got you god has got your future god's got it in hand god god will get done what he's already begun he will god's got you he has where you are right now i don't know you maybe you lost your job i don't know what's going on for you but god's got you god's got you god's got your future god will get it done god's got whatever's going on i I, I love the idea that god hasn't brought you this far to to abandon you now you know they they they, there's a story in the old testament of the bible where where the people have come so far and, and and a generation passes away but there's two men amongst them who decided to build on the unshakable foundation one was joshua and the other was caleb and they determined to live the kind of way that jesus talked about and so for those two guys they came all the way to here but god didn't abandon them in the wilderness and 40 years of wandering he kept them 
God had them. God had their future. God was going to get it done. He didn't bring them this far to abandon them now. He brought them this far to carry them into their future. And so my encouragement to you and to me tonight is that we would just put our trust fully in God like never before and see God turn up in powerful ways. Your life and mine can be unshakable. So let me, let me ask you a question. Based on what you're currently doing now, if everything went further south, would you be unshakable or would you be shaken to the core? God wants you to be unshakable. He wants you to be at peace. He wants there to be an ease in the midst of it all. That's his promise to you. That's his rally cry to us, that that would be uh, the case. So number one is just build um, an unshakable platform. An unshakable platform. Um, God's got you. Uh, you know, just building on it, it goes on and says uh, th that some are hearers and some are doers. And I just want to pause here for a moment because this is so big for us. It, it's possible to hear a message like this and be a doer, do nothing attitude with it. It's just another bit of content. There are those who, who would consume content, especially in the day we live, um, just consume content. But but God makes a distinction, or Jesus makes a distinction here that there are those who are hearers, they hear the same thing, but it has no effect. They still get swept away. And then there are those who are doers and they become the unshakable. A good example, I think, at least, is, is around fitness. You know, I don't need to read another article or watch another YouTube clip to know what I need to do to be ultra fit. In fact, I have so much knowledge around how to be fit that I could educate you and me at the same time. The, the challenge for me is not being a hearer. I have the knowledge. See, the knowledge isn't in power like we think. The potential is in knowledge. But the power is in action knowledge. And that's what Jesus is saying here. I, I have enough knowledge potential to look like a slightly shorter, slightly smaller version of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I could do it, but the reality is that I haven't been a doer. And so here we are. The difference between a hearer and a doer, hearers have knowledge and knowledge has potential, but doers have knowledge and they action that potential. And for you and I, Jesus is talking, saying, hey, you can be a hearer and, and, and feel good about yourself, but it's the power of doing that really brings about the change. Uh, that's number one. It's all part of the platform that we build on. Number two, the unshakable build with an unshakable paradigm. An unshakable paradigm. Wonder what your paradigm for life is right now. Is it mainly about you if we're honest about it? That's a, that's a, that's a paradigm that will crumble in the end, Jesus says. Is my paradigm kind of about me, myself, and mine? He says that in the end, that will be shaken and grumble. But he gives us a paradigm that will work for everybody. Listen to it. Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 to 34. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? Pause. Have you? I've not tried to get taller. I've definitely tried to get thinner. And I've definitely hoped that my complexion would be more tanned. But it hasn't happened. Doesn't matter how long I stand in front of the mirror. In fact, the longer I stand there, the older I get. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by as much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on, you know, fashion. Do you think that it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, 
Walk out into the field and take in the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen colour and design quite like it? The ten, dress best, pen, ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If you like flowers. If God gives such attention, here's the part. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do the best for you? I love that. I don't know what your thought is on God, but God, his commitment to you is what we read here, to attend to you, to take pride in you, to do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to be not so preoccupied with getting and with stuff so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met by him. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and verse 34, Jesus captures it this way. Seek first his kingdom, speaking of the Father, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its enough, has enough trouble of its own. The simple principle here, the simple paradigm, is just to have a seek God first paradigm going on in our life. This is the filter that I come to life with. That's the paradigm that establishes unshakable. Be about what God's about. Um, go after what God's going after. Value what God values. So what's my paradigm for life going to be? What's your paradigm for life going to be? My encouragement to you is that we would set up a God-first paradigm in our lives and set up an unshakable future um, that he leads us into. Number three, the unshakable build with unshakable priorities. This is, this again, these things are, are so bedrock and foundational. They're so powerful in our lives. The, the unshakable build with unshakable priorities. Matthew 22 to verse 34 to 40. Uh, listen to it. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, who were a religious group, and the Pharisees got together. They were the other religious group. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Love him with everything you've got to the core of your being. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two things. I love this. Jesus takes more than 600 commandments in the Old Testament law. They're trying to trick him. And he says, hey, let me narrow it down to the priorities for you. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor with all of your being. And he says, if you will do those two things, you will fulfill everything else naturally. He was saying, if you'll get the first things right, the rest will flow. And so again, just thinking about your and my priorities. When we get the first things right, the rest will flow. When the first things become the main things, we set our lives up to live unshakable. Love God, love people, and the rest will flow. Jesus doesn't teach balance. 
I, I don't know about you. I think balance is overrated. Uh, balance always ends up unbalanced in the favor of my favorite things anyway. Jesus doesn't do balance. He says, set up the first things and, let the, and the rest will flow. Because when we get the first things right, that's what happens. So, you know, just to prioritize. Has there ever been a better time in your lifetime to just stop and reprioritize? Well, one great thing about the shutdown is we get to just pull back and reprioritize. I'm like, okay, Bron and I sat yesterday and, and just went through what are, what are we going to do with our, what, what are going to be our goals in this season, spiritually, physically? Um, I can't even remember what they were, but, but they, they, we just started to think about them and lock them away and come back to them next week because this is a perfect time to reprioritize. If you're a believer in Jesus and you've had all the reasons under the sun to be a hearer, not a doer, as it relates to your priorities, this is the perfect season to set up the priorities that God would call us to, to set up in an unshakable way the future that he has designed for you. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never surrendered to God, this would be the perfect time to reprioritize, just like you're doing now, watching this uh, here tonight, leaning into what's going on, the perfect way to reprioritize our life and set us up for an unshakable future. So just prioritize in terms of um, that, that, that there. And then just simplify. What a great time. I don't know about you. Yesterday was the freest Saturday I've lived in forever. No sport to be at, nowhere to go to. Uh, just walk to the park. Walk to the park and hang with our kids. What, a, what an opportunity just to simplify, strip things back and set things up. It's not just strip things back. Well, it would be a tragedy to just strip things back until I run out of Netflix to watch. Now let's strip things back and then let's set great things up. Let's set up an unshakable foundation with God-given priorities in our lives. So here are some that, that, that we do in our own that are, that are really founded in the Bible and set up an unshakable future. They'll really serve you well. Uh, this is, these are just some that Bron and I do. Number one, just a God-centered life. We both have a personal devotional life, they call it in Christian circles. Uh, some of you are well aware. You know, we read our Bible uh, daily or regularly. We will pray, uh, Bron will journal, I'll drink coffee, and just really set up a God-centered life. Um, uh, number two thing would be for us is, is our marriage. You know, we, we want to invest in our marriage, hang out together, Go on date nights, a little bit difficult right now, but there's got to be a way to creatively think about that. Your backyard is perfect for your next date night if you're married. But for us, that's just God-centered marriage, family, our kids and us together, just getting back, simplifying, prioritizing church. And I just want to pause here because sometimes people will sit up and go, um, oh, Darren, you know, family and church, you know, it's always a struggle. They're not at odds. God gave us family to be part of his church. In fact, he said he's our first church is our family. Man, if your week is so busy that church, going to church and family don't have enough room, there's something that needs to fundamentally change in the life you live. But here's my thought. It's probably not that something needs to fundamentally change. It's probably more that a priority just needs to shift. And so my encouragement to you is, hey, in this season when everything is shaken, 
The Bible talks about in Hebrews the unshakable priority of gathering together with God's people in the temple. A little bit different right now. Make this a priority. And gathering together house to house, a little bit difficult, but finding creative ways to do it. Come on, let's be the people of God if you're a follower of Jesus. Let's get serious about setting up the priorities that make our lives unshakable. The same passage says those who drift away from the gathering together become the shaken. They become the those who drift away and fall apart. But you are not that kind of person. Person. And I'm not going to live that kind of life. Let's set up the right things. Let's set up great things in our life. Simplify God-centered marriage, church, work. Let's, hey, get a job. Work really matters. Work really matters. It is a priority. God loves work. God loves hard work. God believes in the value of providing for our life and having something to give generously. He believes in the value of providing for our household. Even if you think your job's not of great value or anything, you know what? You've got a job. God bless you with it. It's your provision. We work hard. That's great. It's a great priority. And then, you know, and then we drill down from there. Uh, for me, I'd put in the gym. Number four, the unshakable build with unshakable practices. And I want to end here tonight. Listen to this. The unshakable build with unshakable practices. Um, Acts chapter 16, verse 22 says this. The crowd joining the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. This is because they were talking about Jesus. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to keep guard or to guard them carefully. And when he received these orders, he did it well. He, he put them in the inner cell, the worst cell, and he fastened their feet in stocks. I'm sure you've all seen a movie. They were stripped, they were beaten, they were flogged. They weren't just put in prison. They were put in the inner cell where there was absolutely no light in that day. And their feet were put in stocks as if they needed to, given where they were. But it says this. Here's Paul and Silas's response. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were praying in the middle of that while everything was being shaken. They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were actually, they were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great violent earthquake and the foundation of the prisons was shaken. At once, all the prisoners' doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Here's a thought. Worship is a practice with power. I tell you, in this season when everything is shaken, think about Paul and Silas. They had nothing, but they determined that they were going to worship. Worship is a practice with power for those who would live unshakable. Maybe you haven't got a church background. Hey, just go on. Look up Hillsong, look up Bethel Church, get some worship songs, begin to sing along um, and, and whatever you need to do. What's your go-to when things are shaken? Hey, what about if you found a new go-to? What if you replace whatever it currently is with worshiping God, with worship of Jesus? Here's what worship does. Here's what it did for them. It put their trust in God. It right-sized everything. It changed the atmosphere. It invited God in. It became the catalyst for what follows. When you and I, when we begin to worship God in song, it puts, God, it puts our trust in God. It right-sizes everything, puts God in the frame. It changes the atmosphere. It invites God in. It becomes the catalyst for everything that follows when we lead with worship in our season. And so let me wrap with the words of the song. It says, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Oh, once it's over in the middle, louder and louder. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. I love the words because it says, in the middle of the storm, I'm going to sing. And then it says, 
up from the ashes. For whatever's going on, hope's going to arise. But then it doesn't even stop in the middle of the storm or rising again. It goes on to talk about death is defeated. Everything is conquered because the sin of the power of death is defeated in the death and resurrection of Jesus. These all conquering words that take our eyes off of the storm, that take our eyes off of here and lift them to where we'll rise, that take our eyes off of the now and factor in eternity where death is defeated. A raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. A raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. A raise a hallelujah. In the middle of the mystery, a raise a hallelujah. Fear you've lost your hold on me. In Jesus' name, may you and I be those who build an unshakable foundation that we might be the unshakable even when everything is shaken. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everybody here. May you just do a good work. May we truly be the unshakable, Lord, even while everything is shaken. Help fear, help doubt, help timidity. Lord, help people, Lord, whatever's going on. And may you establish us as the unshakable people that you have called to yourself in Jesus' name. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.